That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is It's Lace. Also, it's Catherine. And you're listening to Cheaty's podcast. You're specifically listening to Cheaty's um, catch-up ep, which is where we catch up together at the end of the week. But Catherine, this is one of those weird moments where it's the end of a week, but it's the beginning of a new year. It's the beginning of a new era. Yeah, so it's it's out with the old and in with the new. And but it's not. It's the same it's old not. bullshit. It's the same old bullshit. Yeah. yeah. We're, we don't get off of our bullshit. We just stay on our bullshit. No. Throughout we, the years. Yeah. We say, hand me a shovel. I'm digging deeper into my bullshit. That's right. Mm-hmm. So technically, so we were, our plan was to get out and catch up before the year ended. So it would have technically been our last episode, but this makes it with this coming out today. Well, with us recording it and putting it out on January 1st, 2021, it will make it the first episode of the year. And that makes the episode from Monday with Mia Jackson, like Nats on Nuts, uh, that would be the last episode of the year then. That feels very right. I think it's a wonderful episode where we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And I think it was a perfect wrap up. A hundred percent. I agree. Um, if I ha- if we had to end the year on uh, on a good note, it was definitely with that interview. Y'all, if you have not listened yet to... <laughs> episode 78 like nats on nuts or was it 78 it was 78 right it was 78 mm-hmm. yeah it was um oh my god it, first of all mia jackson nicest sweetest most wholesome comic the friendliest remembers oh. your name remembers everything you tell them about the money you meet her yep like genuine good good human being so sweet southern just all and then she I was in a little home wrecker. Home wrecker. It was hilarious. I was not expecting those stories she told us. And uh, she has been the side piece more than once. Y'all, you've got to listen to that episode. Yeah. But knowingly decide. <laughs> well, Maybe that's where she gets out all her little demons. Maybe it is. She's such a good person in every other realm of her life. Yeah. She's like, but- well, but once again, to quote her, that was back when she was in them streets. So yes. she is no longer in them streets. She is no longer acting a fool. Um, she is in a great, happy, healthy relationship now. But it is a funny, funny episode and great way to end 2020. Uh, Catherine, do you have any announcements? I got a lot. Um, yeah. Shows, I huge, huge announcement. I'll be at the punchline. <laughs> in the punchline? Have uh, you ever been there before? Oh yeah, I've been there many a times. Uh, I I can't I can't recommend man the cheesecake enough. Um, Wait, which cheesecake do you get? They have multiple types of cheesecake. Uh, the like they have an Oreo one. That's my favorite cheesecake. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. Oh man. Always. I, if there's Oreo in anything, I get that. Oh, me too. I yeah. I did not know this about you. Yeah, Oreo ice cream. Oh my god! I freaking love Oreo ice cream and back like Blizzard, like an Oreo yeah. Blizzard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The McFlurries at, yes. at oh, that's the best. That's the that's the original Oreo dessert of all Oreo desserts. Mm. Or 
Yeah, McFlurry Oreos above straight up Oreo. Mm. You know what I like to, well, back in the day, what I used to get. Okay, sorry, we'll get to your announcements, but we are on the same topic because we're talking about the punchline. Try out the Oreo cheesecake if you're there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want you to give details about the show. But so back in the day, either doing comedy or hanging out or partying or dancing at like Johnny's Hideaway and Buckhead on the way back home from Buckhead uh, or from Atlanta, I would always swing through that steak and shake that's off of uh, West Pace's exit off 75. And I'd swing into there and I would always get a children's milkshake. So the junior milkshake, but I would ask yes, for the milkshakes are so good. Yeah. And I would ask for the chocolate ice cream though, like the, like the chocolate base. <laughs> and I would add Oreos to it. Damn. They let you customize like that. Yes. So I would say <laughs> I want the chocolate shake, but add Oreos. And they're like, all right. And so I'd get chocolate and Oreo. Oh my God. I, I used to go to Steak and Shake, and I didn't realize that every time you order, they slaughter the cow oh, after yeah. you order. And, and then, then two, two and a half hours later, yes, you pay them. And then an hour after that, when you roll up and you wait, then they bring out your food. Then they bring out your food. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've, I've never been... I've never been that patient in my entire life, and I'm not oh. going to start now. So I don't know how they're still in business. But that drive through Great time to sober up. <laughs> That's such a good point. Because <laughs> you're waiting for years. That's such a good point. Dude. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, what a great. <laughs> That's my first lesson I just learned in 2021. Yeah. You're welcome. Take a check line. Best place to sober up. Best place to sober up, yeah. man. On your way home. <laughs> sorry mom i'm lying i did that's never happened in my entire life yeah uh okay anyway so speaking of buckhead you're gonna be at the atlanta punchline punchline tomorrow night there's uh opening for dan mcgini mcgini i said it right no you didn't you forgot the n in there mcgini i wasn't so you told me that there was a silent letter so i picked i picked that in and i just (laughs) i breathed past it i don't know if you noticed i went dan mcgini and this is if you come to the show, you will hear me go and uh give up your headliner. <laughs> and we give uh guys, you're in for a treat tonight. We've got Dungini on the way up to the stage. Oh, that's exactly what you're gonna do. But uh, I will so, text you 30 times to remind you how to pronounce it because yeah, I, I love to call you before I walked on the stage. Please do call me up on to the, like walk up to the stage, stand behind the mic, call me first. I'll say, I'll just, just hold me out to the side on speakerphone. And then yeah. when it gets time to welcome him to the stage, just le- put the phone on the mic and yeah. I'll say his name properly. Yeah. And then I'll be like, and, uh, and his credits include. And then I'll, Wait. I'll do them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So if you want to watch me mess that up, uh, we'll be at the punch on doing that at tomorrow night's Saturday, January 2nd at 8 PM and 10 PM Eastern central time fantastic i love e- e- wait you just it's said standard time. central time i so. actually genuinely thought that that's what it was called until 12 days ago because you thought central was spelled with an s N- no in my head i do genuinely think i have i i just people like you know they say like dyslexia is like when you flip-flop words yes. in my i genuinely think in my brain uh my brain just crams words together oh like, all just, the time yeah, and so I would hear this show's coming on at eight o'clock cent- Eastern time, seven o'clock Central time, and, and in my would- head I went, I live on the Eastern Central time board. 
That's hilarious, Catherine. That's it. But I can confirm after doing this podcast with you for almost a year that that is exactly what you do. You cram yeah. together a lot of false information in your head to make mm-hmm. even falser information. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing really to watch. Yeah. So, so most people like when they kind of like have that, like a little like of a disability in their mind, they, they usually can like hone in on like a certain craft and be like a genius at it. And I would say maybe podcasting isn't mine yet. I have, so because using words may not be my strongest suit, but um, I'll find it one day. I haven't found that genius craft yet. Your craft is the not using words properly. Yeah. That's what you're good at. Yeah. I mean, people haven't called me a genius yet. Like they haven't been like, look how cool she, look at this. She's, look at this art form that no one's ever. You, you're good at being done yet. At. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. So. So yeah. So you're doing that. And for people who are still wary about going out, it'll be um, like a small, small crowds yeah. that are spread out. It's a big venue. So it's big. Spread out yeah. Very well. It's a 200 seater venue and they spread everybody out and they've got um, air circulators in there and all this good stuff. But you got to wear your mask when you're at the show um, but yeah, it'll be a good time. Dan and Giddy's totally worth seeing and Catherine's amazing. And I've got a tiny story about Dan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tell so, us your story. Yeah. When I was waiting tables before. I'll tell, I'll tell the story on stage too, before I bring him up. Okay. Uh, so when I was waiting tables before I ever started stand up, uh, my, one of my best friends was working there with me. And then Dan Mangini comes in with a friend and they're sitting out on the patio. And then Beth goes, uh, she goes, come over here and meet my friend, Dan. He's hilarious. He's an actor who's done a bunch of acting stuff with me. And then she's like, while we're over there chit-chatting, she's like, oh my gosh, Andy's a stand-up comedian. I was like, oh, I love stand-up comedy. My favorite thing. I'm obsessed with stand-up. These are all my favorite stand-up comics. And I start listening to all my favorites. And we're talking about it. And I was like, man, I've always wanted to do it and just never done it. And he's like, well, yeah, and at this point, and Dan's been doing comedy at this point right now for over 20 something years. Dang. And yeah, so he started in like the late 90s. Um, and so at that time, he had been doing it for a while. I mean, you know, probably 14 or so years. And so he was a pro, like a touring headliner pro back then. Uh, and so he was like, hey, the only way to do it, let's do it. He's like, you just got to do it. Go, go do it. Get on a stage. Get on a stage. That's how you do stand up. And I was like, ah, I don't know. You know, I I might go do an open mic or maybe I'll just keep going and watching comedy. And I I don't know. I don't know. And then several months later, you know, all hell broke loose and my, I broke up with my ex who cheated on me. And I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard about it. Mm -hmm. And then I, one of my regulars who had randomly started doing open mics and then started running mics and then started running shows came in one day and just said, Hey, you've been talking about this and I figured you'd never do it. So I booked you on my show. And, uh, and then that's when I started stand up several months later, but, Oh, I forgot the whole most important point. So Dan told me get on stage, but then he friended me on Facebook that night. And then he sent me one message and it only said, get on stage. That's all it said. Love that, and I saved that message. I'm, I'm, I bet you I could find it. I could probably scroll back and find it. And I looked at that message thousands of times between that night, that fateful night meeting him on that patio, and then starting stand up months later. I looked at it, and looked at it, and looked at it. And it was like my little driving force. Like, oh, I got to do it because this guy told me to do it. This, this guy that I don't know 
told me to do something and now I've got to hold myself accountable to him. Yeah. He's like I, a little, maybe angel, maybe devil on your shoulder. Yeah, both. Yeah. The day. Yeah. And so I remember being able to message him back and be like, I finally did it. I got on stage and it was great. Now I've got like all these shows booked and I can't stop doing it. Doing it is fantastic. And then uh, there was another sweet thing Dan did to me. So the first time I ever did the punchline, the old punchline before they moved into the building there and now, he was on the show with me and I got off stage. Maybe it was the weekend I was hosting for Rob Schneider. And I think Dan might've been the feature that night, those, that weekend. I can't, something like that. But anyway, I did a set, got off stage, went in the green room and Dan was on stage because I had just called him up and I was in the green room and I looked down and there was a little piece of paper that he had like ripped and left me a little piece of paper. And it just said, great set exclamation point. Oh, <laughs> and I, I took a picture love. of it. Yeah, I took a picture of it and I put that shitty old Instagram filter around it. You know, that made the edges look like they were cut up, yeah, or burned or whatever. However, that that one. And uh, yeah, man, it really hard so nobody could read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I know he's been very integral into in my in my comedy career. Man, he was my little. He was that that little like you said, angel devil making me do it yeah uh, yeah Dude, when you especially when you're on a club show when somebody else that's on the show tells you good set a oh. great set you're like oh. yes best feeling you. in the world thank yeah. you and they not for you but you know you could tell when they're lying um but i i choose to believe <laughs> yeah some people just say it out of just sheer like obligation like Ugh, yeah. okay i guess i gotta say this would be that? awkward if i if i didn't yeah. but you always know if they, you know what what i've noticed is a lot of comics if if it wasn't a great set like i'll watch people do this among each other too i know you've seen it but you'll pick something that that person did like if you you really can't say good set because it wasn't a good set yeah but you just like oh i like the way you changed that one joke dude <laughs> just Pick out I never picked up on that just now. Holy shit, you're so right. Yeah, that's the way to say it without having to say good set because the whole thing wasn't good, but there was a good part. So you just say that instead, and then you're like, Wait, hey, I bye. get that a lot. So <laughs> second lesson of 2021. Wow. <laughs> wow. I just thought they were being genuine. <laughs> you just thought they were t- intently listening to your set. Wow, I am spiraling very quickly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, not man. a good start. Well, hey, so I've got a show too. If anyone listening lives uh, in or around the Savannah, Georgia area, I am going to be opening for the incredible, super talented winner of America's Got Talent, Drew Lynch. He Drew is Lynch, ladies and gentlemen. Drew Lynch, ladies and gentlemen. I worked with him in Nashville and then he booked me to open for him in Savannah. And I'm super excited about that. It's going to be on January 9th. We're doing two shows that night. So next Saturday. And it's in a huge theater in the Savannah Theater. And they're going to do super limited capacity, uh, all distanced, mask required, all that good stuff. And Drew's very serious about like, being safe and everything so we'll all be being super safe and man i am jazzed he is so talented so freaking hilarious like and him and his girlfriend just got engaged i know i just thought i was gonna say they just got engaged dude they're they're in his instagram is so entertaining he makes a lot of tiktoks 
Y'all, and uh, I think she helps them out a lot. I think they she like, oh, I tell them a lot. Yes, and they're they're a good team. They're a very good team. She is. She does not fuck around. I watched it happen like off off stage. Like her job. Like I swear to God. Like she. He's on stage. She watches his set. She takes notes of like what worked, what didn't work, what words he needs to move around. Like she doesn't do comedy, but she's great at spotting what works and what doesn't work. I'm like, fuck, man. I would, that's, I mean, that's what Jared and I used to do when we worked the road together. But now that I don't, well, first of all, now that there's no road work to do really, except one once every now and then. But um, man, it's weird though. Cause like, I don't have that same thing. I used to do that for Jared, but now I don't have like. To not be a comic, one, to date a comic, you, you're you a strong person. Uh, but also to listen to their set over and I mean, like, it's I don't have that app. attention span. And I, I love comedy and I do it. To sit there and listen to somebody's set that you've already heard and you know it essentially word for word. And to listen to it two, three times a night, oh, an yeah. hour, and like critique, like, you know, taking good oh, notes on it. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a winner. That's that, a good that's- Partner. That's when you put a ring on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he did. He's smart. Smart okay. move. And she's a fucking badass on her own, though. She is a um, an Olympic-level skier. She was supposed to be in the Olympics. She's, Dude. like, won all kinds of awards and, like, titles and shit like that as a skier. And she grew up in Vermont. Yeah. She's, like, a... It's such a badass. How do you... How, how did they meet? How... I, hope I can't remember weird situations where like crazy athletes are in relationships with comedians. I don't know if it's because like it's two people that are obsessed with something that doesn't make sense. It do- I mean like, yeah, like, okay, are you going to dedicate your whole life to Olympic skiing? Most people be like, no, I'll <laughs> just go when somebody else pays for my trip to Aspen one time when I was having a hoe phase. When I was having a hoe phase. But no, I think it's the I think it's the level of commitment to a craft yeah. and the competitive na- nature yeah. of it and the ongoing work. Like yes. comedy, it seems easy, but it's really not. You have to to really be good at it and to really make it. Like it's you're working all the time. Oh, like, yeah. You've got a caught co- you're thinking your head is if you're not like actually like doing a show, you're you're writing or you're you're thinking in jokes, you're, like you're that thinking yeah. of, of content or or creating a show or whatever else or writing for a show. Yeah, that's what um, uh that and that's yeah because it's it is funny we do know multiple people who have like athletic uh, partners. Yeah, yeah, like our buddy Matt Matt Broussard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girlfriend's like an Olympic swimmer. Swimmer, yeah. But now she's gotten into comedy. I'm sure because I think she's done swimming and she's like, well, let's, I mean, what else can I be obsessive about that my family won't support? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know family. Maybe they do. No, I'm sure they Um, do. Hot Tub is actually, um, yeah, he's had about 12 Peloton rides. Wow. So So he's he's, on his way. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so it makes sense for us as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that show will be awesome in Savannah. So y'all should come out. Two shows, January 9th. Uh, and if you're around Atlanta, go see old Catherine at a punchline on January second. And is- oh, let's announce our next show for next week oh, yeah. on Monday. Our Monday interview. We got <laughs> oh we we got a a, a current situation. Yep, it just ha- happened. 
All right. Here's the vo- here's I don't want to give away too much. Here is here's here's a clip of the voicemail. So y'all y'all know what you're about to walk into for Monday. Hey guys, um, this is Jay. Um, just wanted to finally call in with my cheating story. Um, a few months ago, um, I walked in on my boyfriend and best friend in bed together. And last night I had to give them my blessing because they are in love now and want to be together. So, um, yeah, there's definitely a lot to the story. Um, anyway, um, okay. Thanks. Hopefully talk to you guys soon. Bye. So <laughs> this is this is the kind of this, and I hate to say it because I, I hate for anything bad to have happened to her. Kind of sounds like she's dodging a bullet. But Catherine, isn't it bad that like this is exactly what we like to hear? <laughs> yeah, because I, I just want to hear a human being tell me that she gave some uh, her best friend and her boyfriend a blessing who's cheating behind her back. I want to be like. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How'd you do that? Was it through the um bars at the jail? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, was it so was it behind the glass at the visitation? Was that a plea deal? Is that is that what they said you had to do to get off or what, yeah. what happened? Like, <laughs> Did you say that from the back of a cop car? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Your hands behind your back and that's that was the safest way yeah. for you to say it? Were you giving their blessing as you were spreading their ashes? Right. Out yeah. off your deck. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Now you can be together in the wind. Mm-hmm. But yeah. walking in on them, man. I don't uh, think we've had a call where they've actively caught them. When yet. we haven't had a call where the person calling has walked in, but yes. we have had people tell us stories about how they got walked in on. Remember Plug Chapman? Oh, yes. I do remember now. Because he got walked in on. Yeah, his girlfriend while he was with another girlfriend or another yeah. girl. Yeah, it, it, sorry, that was back in I think spring of twenty. No, it was like summer of twenty twenty. So that was four years ago. Yeah. So it's hard to remember. Yeah, that adds up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, let's talk about that. So what a year. Um. Okay. It has been a very. It's been. A, it's been a, a year. year of, of change. Uh-huh. A little bit, a little bit for everyone. But yeah, we birthed this baby together. We birthed this baby together. In 2020. Dude, yeah. I've I've learned a lot. My whole have- life is different from a year ago. Like completely, completely in every aspect, in every way, completely different. Well, I'm sure that every well, most everyone could probably say the same, but man, we had to pivot like crazy being comedians. And yeah. This has been, I mean, I know we keep saying it. I know we've said it a million times, but this has been the greatest change for me and the greatest surprise and the greatest gift to gotten through this hellacious nightmare mm-hmm. of a year is this podcast. Yeah, for sure. This is, okay, I'm, I've, I've written down some of my lessons. Okay. But this, I will say this about, this is like one thing I've learned from this year is that if you this seems kind of like fluffy, but I've literally like, it's, I'm, I'm don't, I've heard this has been said to me and I'm like, that's a bunch of BS. And then mm-hmm. I look back and I'm like, it, it happens. If you like make yourself available and open yourself up to shit that you really, really want, mm-hmm. 
it will like it it will manifest itself in ways that when it's even happening you don't even recognize that it's happening yeah that makes sense a hundred percent it's the it's the yes it's the say yes factor like it's the just like you said open yourself up keep those doors open don't say no don't be too worried and then just lean in just do it yeah yeah like you're like like you're how you got into stand up it was like i literally a year ago i i i was working a job that it, and it is no reflection on the on the people that i was i was nannying for no no you Yes, I just personally burn out over the like the job and what it required. Like, and me as a human being did not fit what that job, yeah, required anymore. Right. right. Um, and I was mis- I was working so much. I was so tired. It sucked the life out of me every day. And I was, I mean, you knew who I was. Like, I was. Oh yeah, I was a miserable person. I was yeah. just angry and mad and anxious all the time. But you know what? I will say, I want to interrupt you because I will say about you, Catherine, is you still always, even at your most miserable, you would always try to be maybe not super positive, but you were always smiling. You you always found a way to still have a good time, to still be a pleasant person to be around. It shows a, like a smiling beacon to see every time I would see you. And you, you made it, you made the most out of it, even if you were breaking on the inside or you were breaking down at home. Yeah. I wouldn't have known it as much until we got really, you know, close. But thank you so much. I think I because I that was like, oh, I'm finally out of my daily prison. Yeah. And I like get into it and I enjoy. So like when I was doing comedy or doing podcasting, I was like, thank God, this is like the the slice of heaven that I do get to enjoy. Yeah. But so a couple of things, but what I I look back on this year and I was talking to my therapist, I was like, dude. Like I, I I I got to act in a whole episode of like a, 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 a independent show my friend's making, and now I'm I just wrote two episodes with him. I'm writing a TV show, yeah, a film that that is literally something a year ago that I that was like that's a dream of mine. I'm acting. You're acting, and you're yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah, and I'm like filmed for a a short for not a short film, a real film. Yeah, we were both have a part in a real film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did Uh, you know by the way that it's on your IMDb? Oh yeah, he. I have three IMDb's. I don't know. I've never made one of them. Uh, there. Yeah, yeah. He called me and he was like, "Which one is yours?" And I was like, "I think all of them." Uh, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, I got an IMDb. But that's see, that's the thing, like. Yeah, so I was so, and also on top of that, I was like, dude, I just want to like figure out something in comedy that's like my niche, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like something, and I, I, dude, and I look back and I'm like, all this stuff happened without me going, like, I want this to happen at this certain date. It just, if you like make your, I don't know, maybe I'm just being a little optimistic, and but, but you're right crazy how stuff like happens without you even realizing it if you make yourself available for it well and if you remove the obstacles in your life that are holding you down the weights that are holding you down as soon as you move those rocks like or whatever you call them like you take that weight away and then it's like whoo things just like you said happen I mean it's you got out of a job that you were physically done mentally done you were were burnt out you couldn't do it anymore and then you you know got out of that relationship at the end at the end of 2019 
that you needed to get out of and get out from underneath. You opened yourself up to just saying yes. You said yes to a date with hot tub. I know. Or you I, even knew. Yeah. I'm skeptical. Uh, I said yes to this podcast yeah, without yeah. any formal plan. I mean, we were just like sure. shooting the shit and we're like, let's yeah, let's, it. let's do it. And we went full on. We've learned so much this year too. About, I, yeah. About podcasting. podcasting. I, I think that it has helped me. It's given me, so this is all, this is the other thing that I was going to say is like one, it, from all this, it is not worth it to be stuck in a, in a job or doing something, something every day that you hate because going from, I did that for five years Mm -hmm. and it, again, it, nothing on the people. It's just a job. I'm not like a nurturing, I, I, that I don't get my fix off of like being a nurturing person that cares for children. I have my other ways. It's not my fix. So it was not a job for me. So I was miserable. It was draining everything from me because I was, I was doing something that doesn't, you know, it doesn't want to fill me. So what I, it's, but I, I, you know, I quit the job without really having a plan. What I realized is it, dude, I, cause this is the thing I was doing that I hated the most. I, every day I would walk into that job and literally like, I would give myself like fractions, like, oh, you're, you're, you're two, 20% of the day done. You're 25% of the day done. And I would count down the hours. And I was like, dude, I hate counting down 10 hours of my day of my that's life. Every day. How, you know, that's so funny that you even just said that out loud because Man, I'm when you just said that, I all of a sudden all the memories just vividly just rush back into my head of every job that I've had where I did the same thing. You have to. And I used to do that in school too. Like I'd loved school and I was good at school, but like I I, there'd be some classes that were so fucking boring and you're sitting there and you're just like, I cannot wait for this. And you would stare at the clock or you'd be ready to leave school or whatever. And you would do that. And then I I remember doing that in every job I've had. Yeah. And the only time, and I have not done that since I quit my very last job job that wasn't comedy related. And that was in 2015 was the last time I worked like for someone else. And that wasn't a gig or something. And oh my God, that was my every day was counting down the day. I know. And you don't even realize you, when you're in it and you, you think that that's just normal life. You think that's how everybody feels until you get out of it, this has been the happiest year of my life. Not like not having that job and and going on top of that, starting a podcast and realizing that I can do stuff that I love and I enjoy and I get to express myself in the way that is enjoyable for me. Mm -hmm. And to you guys when they make money off of it, but like, but you're working towards like all of this hard work that we're doing yeah, podcasts or with gigs or these online shows, everything that we're doing though is all going towards the bigger picture. Yeah. Right. What yeah. is nannying? Nannying was not, not getting you towards that goal. Cause there's not, it's not like there's a hierarchy or there's a way up in that, that there's not. There, yeah, there's nothing no, that I wanted to do at least. No, there's nothing up the ladder for that. Yeah. It's not like you're trying to get into, you know, childcare or anything or, or, um, whatever. You're not trying to do something like that. So this is all working towards the, the dream. Yeah, it is. And it's so fun. And I feel that I am, this is the thing is like, I'm like, dude, I haven't experienced this level of happiness. I don't know since like maybe being a child. Yeah. And I've realized like one, it, dude, I don't ever want to count down 10 hours of my life every day. 
ever, ever, ever again. How freeing does that feel? It's so freeing. And the other thing I've learned is that like, like you, if you, again, if you make yourself available, you can be so adaptable. One, if you know, like if you're like, there are other ways to make money. You can be scrappy as hell. I've learned to be money will always be there, but money will like eventually somehow one, you learn to to adjust your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I, when I say that, I mean, stop buying a man who's looking at it for a house. Uh, But like it, it doesn't, you don't, being miserable is not a necessity. You can, you can adjust and you can, you can adapt and shit will fall into place. Catherine, I want you to back up and say that one more time. I love, I love those little four words put together. Say it again. I don't know. I I don't know if you'd heard me like 20 minutes ago, but I do mush words together. So I don't remember. Okay. All right. Well, sorry. And it was five, it was five words and it was beautiful. It was being miserable is not a necessity. Oh shit. That's six words. I'm very bad at counting. Okay. So let's say it again. Six words. And I love this. This is exactly what everyone needs to take with them into 2021. Being miserable is not a necessity. God, I love that because so many people, they do that. And guess what? This is very relatable to the podcast Yeah, in a relationship. Yes. Well, that was me too. A job, a friendship, any obligation that you're in. If number one, if it feels like an obligation, it's not, it's not, you're not in the right place, but in a relationship, guess what? You don't have to be miserable. Relationships are misery is not a part of it. Yeah. And and anytime you're in it and you think, well, this is just it. This is how relationships are. They're just miserable. You're counting down the days. If you find yourself counting down days and hours or your partner calls or something and you're not grabbing the phone, when my husband still calls me, I still get excited when my phone rings. I get pissed when I miss a call from him or I didn't see it. And I'm so, if he's not at the house, like I get, I'm like, ah. And we call it always excited to answer the phone to talk to him. And if you are in a relationship where you are not excited and it's not working towards your own happiness and it's there's a part of it that's miserable, get the fuck out. Being miserable is not a necessity. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of times you don't realize until you are out. But like that, that I, when I tell you me a year ago, I, I was... T- Still living with the guy that cheated on me, oh, covering right. his part of rent that's and right. utilities. That's right. Um, was still in that job that I was miserable at. Mm-hmm. Just doing doing comedy, but not in the way that I am doing it now. That enjoys that I enjoy as much and that fulfills me as much. Isn't that funny? Because that was like the before times when there was comedy all the time every yeah. night. But you still. You have enjoyed, I know this from knowing you, you have in, literally enjoyed comedy more and been more creative um, since this time last year, yeah, even I, in a I, pandemic. Yeah. And I think, I well, comedy wise, I think it was two things. I think I genuinely just was so de- depleted from my job. One, I just, it was just go, trying to go out every night. It was, I mean, I was doing it, but I was, I was just drained. Two, the guy that I was dating very much in his own narcissistic way, put my, put me, my comedy down in whatever way he could. And I just didn't believe in myself as much, but in in the, the, the the relationship I was in was miserable in itself too. We were not a good match for each other. You know, I definitely fell into a narcissistic relationship again, 
But now that I'm out and I'm, I, I'm in another relationship and I'm so, so happy and it's so, so healthy that I like look back and I like want to tell myself like my old, I don't want to be like, dude, I know you don't know this right now, but that thing that you think is just hard work and working at it, that's just you being miserable. Yeah. And there is another side that is so There's much another happier. another side. I and know. You, can, oh, you can get there. I love it because uh, when I went through, I'm telling you, there's a magic time at the, in your late twenties, that yeah. magical time where you turn over a new leaf. It's when Saturn returns. If you're all into that woo woo stuff, but, and if you're not into your it, own Saturn, yes, you get your, your yeah, uterus. Like, uh-huh. Like an old, no, like an old school Saturn car. You remember they don't oh, have those anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it comes yeah. back into your life, you know? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so no, but when, uh, yeah, like you make you start making those decisions, and I would say word for word what you said. And it's funny when you talk about this; like it takes me back to when that that was me, and I never thought I was in a miserable job, miserable relationship, miserable everything. And then within a three month time frame, I broke up with the guy, quit the horrible job, and started stand up comedy. The only difference is, is you've already been doing stand up for five yeah. years. Yeah, but I feel so, like I've just started. Yeah, doing yeah. some like in a way that I enjoy. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I I did I did all of that at the same time, and I and if you would have told me like two months before, I did, that I started that whole process that that's what I would be doing, I, I would have been like, "There's no way. How is that even possible? How could I even? No, I have to have this job. How yeah. else am I gonna pay my bills? You can't see the other side, like you said. But I love that you're bringing this up because once again, I'm gonna tie it back into cheaties. Because talking about lessons that we've learned this year, that is through all of these interviews and listening to so many people, I want to throw in here that I am so thankful, not only just for the podcast, but I am so thankful to everybody who's called and yeah. like poured their opened heart up. out, opened up and told us things that maybe they had never even said out loud before or things that they had been that, that were locked in a memory they had forgotten about over the years or whatever. But the the true lesson from this podcast. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's silly. Yeah, it's dramatic and salacious and sexy sometimes. It's, you know, taboo, whatever. But the biggest thing is almost every single story, if not every single story, whether it's a recent cheating situation or an old cheating situation, um, they're on the other side. Yeah. So it's, it's, they're almost, they're so every, like some people, when we ask them, what would you do differently? No one ever says I take it all back. No. No. There's they all say learned, but like they'd say they would have handled it handled a part differently or not at all because they they wouldn't have learned like if I had to look like looking back with my shitty situation, I wouldn't I yeah. wouldn't have changed it because I needed that solid evidence that I needed to be out and gone and away from that relationship. I needed that cheating evidence because I I'm still worried I mean, it's hard to know now, but like I did worry for a long time and I think I didn't break up with him for a long time when I knew I should have because I didn't have that solid proof. Yeah. It's almost like if you're in a job you hate, you'd rather just be fired from it than to walk out because if yeah. you walk out, you made that decision. You don't, you'd rather the decision just be made for you. So yeah. it's like I needed him to cheat and I needed that proof while he was still living in my house. Same thing when we were broken up. I needed that proof so that I could go, okay, fine. I can finally like wash all of this away. I can be done. And I worry that I would have just kept staying there 
longer or I would have gotten back with him. Cause you know, I, if you remember, like I found out I had broken up with him, but I didn't know that he cheated until while he was living in my house. Yeah. And broken up. And that's, that's what nailed it. That was it. That was the, that was the last, I was like, Oh, 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 all this thought that I was having of like, what if we get back together? What if we make this work? And and it was a tiny bit, you know, he was trying to chip back into my life and like trying to change and trying to like win me back or, you know, talk. And and it was getting there. It was like, he was breaking breaking through the ice a tiny bit. And that tiny part of me was like, Oh, maybe, but, uh, woo. Once I thought, Oh, holy shit. Thank you. I'm so glad I got cheated on. Yeah. So thankful. It's a, it's almost like cheating, whether it's the person cheating or the person that finds out finally, it's like, it's, it's the, I look at it as almost maybe a way of, of that person, if, especially if they're cheating to sabotage the relationship. So they don't have to do it yep. the harder way. Yeah. It's like, it's like sh- uh, fucking around at your job so that your boss just fires you. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, you know what? I cu- I could just get up early and go to my job, yeah. but I hate it. I'd rather sleep in and then I'd rather sleep in, get in trouble, me. and they fire me. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, then yeah. the same thing in a relationship. I think some people, like you said, I think they do cheat to just to just hopefully get caught. Yeah. Because just they don't have the, the balls to just break up. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it could be a mental thing. Like they're they're almost like soothing themselves mm-hmm. in the subconscious is knowing that they need to get out, but they, mm-hmm. they they're trying to put a bandaid on it Yep. in other ways. Yep. Um, exactly. But yeah. yeah, I think, uh, that's everyone, everyone would say, and, and going into the new year, I mean, we've made a lot of changes with like the format of the podcast in the last mm-hmm. couple months and going forward, we're going to continue, uh, what we've been implementing recently, which is wrapping up the interviews with questions. You know, what would you do differently? What did you learn from this? And, you know, if you were cheated on, should, would you want them to be hot or not? Uh, hot or hotter not. than you. Hot, that's the same hot or not. Yeah. If hotter hot than not. you or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think we're going to try it. We're going to keep that up. I've enjoyed that. I wish that we could even, maybe we could still go back and hit up people we've interviewed in the past and be like, listen, we, we want to catch up and see, yeah. maybe we should have some of those. Yeah. Maybe in our catch-ups, we should throw in a little short call to an old, an old interview. That's a good idea. Y'all are listening to ah, us brainstorm the podcast yeah i think that's a really good idea isn't that great so yeah. in the catch up we'll catch up with a we'll with an old guest and we'll ask them those questions mm-hmm. that we're now asking our current guests but uh yeah and but everyone is on the other side of it so if you're listening right now and you're in some sort of a shitty situation there's another side there always is another side it might not feel like it it might feel completely impossible but it's not impossible yeah. whatever you're going through it's got to end at some point and i think you I would look back and say, I, I I lied to myself a lot when I was in that past relationship and even in that job. Well, oh, I, I did like, too. No, I, this is good for me. I this is I learn a lot. I this they're I'm, this challenging me, etc. With the relationship, but I was always it, deep down, I was very insecure and not not happy, mm-hmm. and I knew it. I knew mm-hmm. it, and that does not exist in my heart with where I'm at right now. So I do think like there's a difference between being in a relationship with somebody that you genuinely deserve to be with and that is healthy and be and that, that requires work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not all going to be 
perfect. That's oh no, it's not all roses and and yeah, so, rainbows. All but the knowing the difference between that and being in a relationship that you know deep down is hurting you is yes. truly not healthy, and you don't deserve. Yep, and it, or that's breaking you down. Yeah, slowly. Yeah. Whether it's them being, you know, manipulative or mentally or hopefully mm-hmm. never physically abusive or something. But if it's not as obvious as that, sometimes just being in a miserable place, um, you build up resentment, mm-hmm. bitterness, all this. That is hurting yourself, too. Even if the yeah. other person isn't going out of their way to be an awful person to you, if you're unhappy that's going to build up and you are hurting yourself. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's like, like it's even like what I said about the job. It's yeah. not the same. I worked, they were amazing. They, they were, were loving people. Yeah. It's just not a good match anymore mm-hmm. for me. And for them, we don't, we don't line up anymore. And that could be the same thing with relationships. Well, and They're not served, a bad person. Yeah. It served its purpose at yeah. the time that you needed it. And guess what? Some relationships, it's the same. They yeah. serve a purpose at that time in your life, but there's a time to let it go and to move on. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I love, I love, I love to be able to remind people to that there is another side. Yeah, and and when you get to the other side, that's when you really know. Yeah, that's when you really look back and you're like, "Woo!" I'm yeah. so glad that that was over. But when I'm you're so in it, man. I got out of it. Yeah, when you're in it, it's tough. hard to admit it feels like quicksand too. Like it just, just keeps taking you down and down and you just feel like there's no way out and it's heavy and it sucks and you're unhappy, but be aware of those signs that you're unhappy because sometimes you can get really comfortable in the misery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you sure. Don't, you don't have to be like that because why? Being miserable is not, not a necessity. God, we're really good at being Oh, being insane. I love that so much. Okay. Do you have another, this was my other tip, my cherry on top. Okay. Okay. Of 2020. And Mm -hmm. I, I, this was a a big thing that I struggled with this year. Um, Also again, another disclaimer. I know I, and I was talking to Hato about this the other day. We are more on the more blessed side of this pandemic. So when I, when I'm using what I've learned, from it 2020 like I, I didn't suffer as much as other people i recognize that and there was there were horrific things yes. going on in the world it yeah. was awful and i do and no one wants to hear especially anyone who's been through absolute pure hell or lost loved ones that had to die alone in a hospital i mean fuck dude there are nightmare situations that people went through and i know it doesn't sound great to hear people go well, I actually had a good 2020. <laughs> We're not trying to say that. I'm not yeah. trying to either. And you're exactly right. I will never mind mentioning my privilege and my whatever. I uh, fuck. I mean, we both moved into really nice houses this year. We it, it, granted, not super easy, not whatever. Not it's not like we just have buckets of money to spend. It's not even that. I have no money coming in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nothing. So it's not really, it's not that, but we are on the blessed side of this yes, horrible yes. situation. And I am very aware of that. And I please don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or offend anybody by saying, by mentioning the good things that came out of this. Yeah. So I, cause I think even in the dark times, it's important to count what you're grateful for. For sure. That was my, this is my, the thing I struggled with and, and the big reminder that I've had to tell myself. And I, 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 I cannot recommend this movie enough. The pick, the new Pixar movie Soul, 
Have oh, you watched it yet? I haven't yet. No. Holy come on. It's like, it's like they almost knew that the end of 2020 needed this movie before they even create, because they started creating this movie well before 2020. Oh yeah. It takes I'm forever to make sure, it, but Pixar movies. Yeah. This was like, the, so what I struggle with is I, I'm constantly beating myself up. Like, am I not working hard enough? I'm looking at other people, seeing how much they're hardworking. And then I see people that have success and bigger success and I beat myself up. And then I, I spend all day going down a spiral that I haven't done enough. I'm not working hard enough. I've and that. I want this and I want yep. that and I want that. And just career stuff all the time, right? Yep, yep, yep. And I think that movie really reminds me of it. And then I think that this year of of literally being forced um, when stuff just got canceled left and right and even things that you were excited about was canceled, you know, to to like just throw up your hands and just be like, well, I got nothing to do but enjoy where I'm at right now. Enjoy the people I I, I, I that are close to me. Enjoy the setting I'm in and everything else. Uh, and I've like very recently, like had to just be like, dude, Catherine, you can either keep going down this spiral. Look, work hard, but don't, don't put yourself in a black hole mm -hmm. or enjoy the work that you're doing, but also just enjoy your day. Cause what if you never make it to a certain tier and then you're on your deathbed and you're mad, you spent all your days angry that you weren't so far up right? instead of just enjoying the shit. Right. That you yeah. had the good stuff around you. Yeah, exactly. You could wallow or you know what? You can keep going. I mean, you can yeah. get the fuck up. Yeah. So I think this was like, this is just, a, this was like a year that it just kind of forced me to like. I think just, it forced most people. To yeah. That. But uh, yeah, it, it it forced us all into a very hard place. It forced us into having to, to do self-reflection, which yeah. I fucking hate doing. Mm -hmm. It hurts. It's scary to look at yourself, to really look at yourself and and not beat yourself up. God, shoot. Let's, let's start this year off, Catherine. Let's both do this and let's encourage our listeners to do this. Sit down, make a list of things that were that were shitty last year yeah. for you then then right next to it make a list that's twice as long of things you're grateful for yeah that's good i like that twice as long but you got to admit the bad things right you have to face them to know how far you've come mm -hmm. but make a list write 10 things that were awful that were shitty even if it's something you did or someone did to you, or that COVID took from you, or that this shutdown, you know, that, that different, th you know, whatever, whatever it was, that was, that was awful. Or if it was the, the, you know, just what was happening in society, if it was what was police brutality, whatever it was, even if it wasn't directly happening to you, or if that did directly happen to you, write that shit down and face it, face it, face the harshness. Now write 20 things. Yeah. That you learned and that you're thankful for and that you're better for now because of. I bet the, the things you're thankful for will come yep. much faster and easier than you think that, than you imagine it to. Yeah. But you can't move forward without taking a deep look inside. And I'm bad at that. I'm bad at that. I'm going to be honest right now. I'm very bad at, cause I'll just move right on. I don't like to hold grudges. I don't like to wallow. I don't like too much self-pity or anything. So what I do instead is I just put it all in the back and just keep going, just move forward. I don't, I just kind of lock it away and just, keep going and I don't really sit down and deal with shitty things that I've either done or that have been done to me. Yeah. 
And it's, you know what? Sometimes you got to face it. And then it comes back up. Yep. And then it'll come back up at unexpected times. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of times this year. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't come back up to 2 a.m. And then when it comes up. Yep. Then you lay there wide awake, staring at the ceiling. All of your mistakes. Miserable. Can't go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to face that shit to get through it. That's for sure. So that's what we all did together this year. But hey, moving forward, man, we got nothing but big plans, big ideas. I, I can't be more thankful to the people who stuck around with us and are moving forward with us into the future as we are learning and becoming better podcasters. And, you know, I, it's just, it's it's been awesome. I've been so thankful for this. And man, I think even if 2021 is not going to be that, that different from 2020, you know, on the scale of things. I, I know. think it is. I hopeful. I think there's so much positivity put out in the world right now. I think there's so many people hoping for the best for this year that that might manifest itself. Like you're saying, yes. get yourself opened up. I think if enough people are optimistic going forward. Yeah. Well, I think people are, well, 2020 was hard because we weren't expecting it. Oh yeah. We didn't see we that. Smacked in the face. I think we've all been smacked down to literally the ground. Yeah. And so that we are, maybe most of us are even learning to be grateful for even the smaller things. Yep. And we're literally prepared and expecting the worst at yeah. all times now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not we've like it's going to smack us in the face. We've, we've lowered the bar. Yeah. So our expectations yeah. are much lower. I will say, if we do not get aliens at some point this year, I will be pissed. Yeah. I want aliens. Aliens got to happen. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 2021, we got big old plans for this. I'm so thankful you stuck to it because I think, and I don't know if you've had this on your side about me, but I've sometimes I'm like, man, is Catherine just going to wake up one day and be like, I'm not doing this podcast anymore. It's not making us any money. What? Let's stop focusing on this. I don't know. I've had that fear because 2020, man, it's been a you know weird year. So I'm like, maybe she'll just. I love this podcast. Oh, I believe in this so much. I'm like, yeah. I can't. Me too. Me I'm too. just waiting for the world to catch on. Me too. I just know that we are on the right track. I know yeah. we're doing a good thing. I know what we've got is funny and interesting and deep and special. And man, same thing. I'm just waiting on the rest of the world. And uh, man, I, I it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel good. This I feel is really it. Good. Yeah. This, this is, is it, it, Catherine. This is I just I predict us at the end of 2021. Being like, remember when, remember when we were sitting, yeah, talking about twenty twenty one and thinking, and and we're and we're gonna be we're gonna be talking, we're, we're gonna be in blazers, made oh, out of fifteen karat gold, yeah, gold laughing, blazer. yeah, <laughs> we're gonna be eating popcorn made out of rose petals, just rich. I don't even know what that is, but okay, rose rose petal popcorn, man. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what this year? You don't know be. right now. I don't know what it is because I, I can't afford it. But one yeah. day. But one day. Yeah. No, it's not about being rich. It is, but um, <laughs> I, I. This is the thing is I. I just I've learned from all this is I just want to keep. I just want to keep being able to do stuff that I enjoy every day. Yep. Same. And this is what I love to do. And this is a part of it. This I love yeah. this. I love doing this. Okay. I'm super excited for our interview on Monday with Jay. Uh, that is going to be a wild story. We have not recorded it yet, so we don't know all the details. We're excited. So tune in on Monday for the first interview episode of 2021. And if you can come out to our shows, if not, that's totally ex- fine. We're It's fine. This is no longer uh, 
the time, I think the times of us expecting a whole bunch of people to show up to stuff out of the window. Now no. I do not care if there's three people in the audience or when things are better and there's more vaccines out, if there's 400 people in the audience, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm fine with anything because like you said, we're doing something that we love. Yeah. And it's just fun to do yeah. it. But thank you all for your support. Please, please, please keep leaving us ratings uh, on Instagram, not Instagram, on iTunes. If you just go to Chidi's podcast, if this is where you're listening to it, um, go and it's just super quick. It's at the very bottom of your screen on your, just scroll down when you're on Chidi's and you'll see where you can rate and review. If you want to leave a, you know, five-star review, we're not going to, or rating, we're not going to be mad about it. You just... Hit it, boom, it's If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties, please subscribe, so, yeah, rate, and review do wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you've cheated or been cheated on, you've got so a cheating story, want to hear it. So please leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. And you can follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. Follow me, Catherine Blanford, at KBiz9. That's K-B-I-Z-Z-9. Stay stabby. Go ahead. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you are good.